How you doing? Here we are. All right. The Met Office have called. There's a storm due in, in radio form. But for now, it's Henry and Oscar. Stay exactly. asleep. It's, it's damp drizzle. Two years off air. Uh, you know? Two years too short, if you ask me, but... Yeah, exactly. Popular demand. We've had loads and loads of feedback. Uh, who are you? You know, I didn't realise you did a show. Uh, Why you know, did I give you the keys? Very flattering. So it's nice to finally be back and answer those people. Um, and do a little show. So we don't know how this is going to go. This might end up a, a, a steaming pile of filth. But yeah. um, it might end up good. Yeah, a bit like genetic engineering. You never know what you're going to get. You can come out with uh, Tom Cruise, or you can come out square with... Square lemons. Yes, square lemons. Either way. I think square lemons is a phrase that describes us quite well as well. <laughs> Hello there, everyone listening. I think we're just about ready. Ready okay. for what? Oh, f- uh, feature. Right. Where are your morals? Where have they gone? It's back. Right, I've tried... I've made it extra complicated now, so it's probably all going to go... Tits up. Yes. You can say that. Yeah. This week, basically, uh, the idea is you're sort of bored of your, no offence, mundane... None taken, it's hypothetical. ...existence, and wow. you decide to try and become a reality telly star. So okay. you've got different shows. You've got Britain's Got Talent... Yeah. Yeah. Junior doctors. Behave. Or gladiators. Ooh. So you can, you can do all three eventually, but which one are you going to start with? Let's do uh, junior doctors. Junior doctors. Okay. You agree to let a small TV crew film your life on the wards, but questions are raised when it's discovered that you're doing over 40 prostate exams a day, <laughs> including on staff, family members, and that <laughs> porter boy downstairs who keeps running away and screaming for help. It's good practice, I think. You can never be too sure. If you don't put your finger in it, you put your foot in it. That's what I've heard. <laughs> I was going to say, do you resign from filming or do you stick to your guns? Um, what? Stick to my guns and keep examining 50 people's... It's yeah. time-consuming more than anything, isn't it? <laughs> well, that's, the, that's what they're saying. The GMC is saying you're not getting much done. You can, you're going to go through a lot of gloves as well, aren't you? Yeah, that's true. Um, no, you've got to stick to your guns. You've got you to make it look like you, you know, you're supposed to be doing what you're doing. Okay. I respect that. Right, okay. What's your next career move? You're going to go on Britain's Got Talent or on Gladiators? Let's get over Britain's Got Talent. Right. Get that done. Not a fan of Britain's Got Talent. Okay, ah, right. Nice balls. So... <clears throat> With your cross-dressing rendition of Shaka Khan's I'm Every Woman, it's clear you're going to be a pop sensation. Of but course. Simon Cowell explains that your life hasn't been sad enough to win the public's heart, and you're going to have to invent your own tragic backstory. Okay, right. Okay, so the idea is here. This is, this is where it's all going to fall apart. But basically, you know on Britain's Got Talent they do little sad life stories? Yeah, I do know. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's pathetic. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and basically I've designed one for you. Okay. With a few prompts. So you've got to fill in the gaps I've given you there. And you've got to make it sound as depressing as possible, your life story. Right, okay. Okay? So I'll point at you when you've when you got to go, okay? Okay. One boy who hopes today goes well is 22-year-old Oscar from Sheffield. Hi, my name's Oscar. I'm 22 and I'm from Sheffield. Oscar's life is rubbish. He suffers from an obscure yet recognisably depressing illness and, due to his ridiculous face and testicles, was bullied regularly at school, being called names like... Well, a bull face was a big one because, because actually my ears resemble bulls. This was because uh, my parents used to test out their <laughs> herbal, herbal medications. Long. Herbal medications. <laughs> On me before they would take them themselves, so my ears. <laughs> <laughs> These were the names he was called by. <laughs> oh, look. <laughs> there's, 
There's balls ears. Who ran into a lamppost? It's him. Probably just the one podcast that ended up doing then, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, fine. Go, all right, go, go, what we need? Carry on, <laughs> keep going. Keep right, going. We need sound of music. Right, we're gonna go up a level. <laughs> all right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Get on with it. Go on. We're going up. <laughs> level of sadness increasing. I'm sorry. Can you can you I'm feel the tears? The, the tears are welling up. One wheelchair-bound orphan boy. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Again. Ready? Ready? Yep. Here we go. Okay. We'll start again. One wheelchair-bound orphan boy who hopes today goes well is 22-year-old Oscar from Sheffield. Hello. No, I think you've done that. <laughs> go on, go on. Oscar was kept in a shed and beaten with sticks, but that wasn't the only depressing thing that's happened in his life. <laughs> no, of course. Um, I'm I'm actually partially sighted as well. Um, so okay. I had I had a blind dog. Um, but that didn't help because the dog was blind, wasn't well, it? Well, the, the dog was also blind then. <laughs> called, called Mary. <laughs> Just uh, made things worse. Um, okay, right. <clears throat> oh, wow. Okay, so now Oscar scrapes minimum wage as a... Mm. Um, as the person that cleans up hair in, in the hairdressing salon. Also, he's a single parent. He describes singing as his one last chance. Yes, uh, uh, sing- singing just seems to be the only way that I can get out of here. <laughs> All right, good. So, should we see what um, should we see what Simon Cowell thinks of that? Yeah. You are completely and utterly useless. <laughs> right? Yes or no? Absolutely not. Shame, Ray. I thought you did quite well, but obviously okay, not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Last one then. Gladiators. <clears throat> Desperate to win, yeah. you decide to inject steroids to increase your chances, but a prescription mix-up sees you accidentally inject estrogen instead, <laughs> and you humiliate yourself live on TV <laughs> by sprouting breasts, crying incessantly, and accusing Wolf of snapping at you. Do but you come clean about the drug taking? Well, that's just basically the story of um, what's the bomb one called? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know you mean. Um, Thunder or yeah, thunder or something. Um, Gout. Yeah, no, I just enter the female category and dominate. Okay, no question. Okay, so that works. So then you wouldn't feel the need to kind of reveal that you're done. No, I mean most of those. I think if you did a sort of genetic test, would turn out to be mostly male. Okay, fair enough. Right. So you've done all those shows. You're starting to get a little bit of fame and success, right? But disaster strikes when Gamu from X Factor accidentally let slip your illegal immigrant status, mm. leaving you facing deportation back to New Zealand. <laughs> Luckily, three members of the Body Shock documentary series hear your plight and say that one of them is willing to marry you for citizenship. Okay, so I've got a list here of three people from Body Shock. Sure. The woman who thinks she's a fish on dry land. <laughs> nice. The baby with the mind <laughs> and voice of Stephen Fry. <laughs> or the man who yodels, walks around like a crab and repeatedly yells, Trevor, fetch me my pans! <laughs> So oh, I like him because he's very famous. He's got a pirate slash West Country accent, <laughs> yeah. which which is always comical. That would keep you happy. You don't fancy the baby with the mind and voice of Stephen Fry? No, I mean Stephen Fry's irritating at the best of times, really, isn't it? Well, I've got a little clip here of, of uh, what this might sound like if you were married. Do you want to just see what it sounds yeah, like? Yeah, sure. And the kind of person who says swearing is a sign of a poor vocabulary usually have a pretty poor vocabulary themselves. <laughs> I think maybe that'd be nice to have a baby who could make witticisms. Mm, I don't know. Hang on, what have I got to do? I've got to swap. You've got to basically, no, you've got to marry one of them. Oh, marry one of them, okay. Yeah, to get okay. citizenship. And they're all men, is it? No, there's the woman who thinks she's a fish on dry land. So she just sort of flops around and yeah. that sort of... But if and, you oh, take I'm, her I into can't. the sea, is she beautiful and she's... Yeah, if you lived... If you lived and she's got a talking raster lobster. Yeah, if you lived in Cornwall, uh, by the ocean, you'd have a lovely, lovely time with her. I think you sold it just on that, really. Okay. Well, fair enough. Well, I wish you all the best. Okay. Next... 
you get married, but unfortunately, things take a downhill turn in your relationship, and you're dragged onto Jeremy Kyle to face serious allegations about your There's fidelity. There's no way I'd be dragged onto Jeremy and Kyle. sexual orientation. No way, no way. Unless I've been promised a large sum of money, or I was on sort of serious tranquilizing medication, I would not go on that Right, shit. well, you are, and this is what happened, okay? Now, this is you going on to Jeremy Kyle, all right? Wouldn't happen, but... All right, he's just making his way into the studio, bless him. Look at him. Uh, this is Oscar on the show, ladies and gentlemen. Good work. Hello, mate. It's Jeremy. You all right? You all right? Here we go. We're just going through the door. You are ten feet from Mummy and Daddy. It's quite reassuring for you, isn't it? <laughs> There's no way that would happen. Okay, no, he hasn't, he hasn't So I'll ask you a question. He gets in with the first hard question, right? All right, yeah. Okay. You ready? You don't look very particularly happy in this relationship, so do you want to be with him? Huh? Well, no. And I don't want to be here either, Jeremy. I, I just... Come uh, on, Oscar. Oh, shut up, Jeremy, with your stupid haircut. And you, the only reason why he sits on that step is because he gets an erection from condescending people with IQs less than farmyard animals. No, not, I mean, you, you actually not, go out <laughs> seeking sex, don't you? Who doesn't? He's always making big deals out of nothing. You're nothing more than a male prostitute, aren't you? Well, coming from you... You will not get love and companionship if you allow yourself to be used by a succession of men who I fear, <laughs> darling, are laughing at you. But they had perks. Uh, one of them had a company car. It kept you busy, didn't he it? He doesn't have a clue, yeah. There are people out there who are taking advantage of your frivolous nature, <laughs> be it for sexual favours, be it for taking your clothes off. And the kind... Stephen <laughs> so <Stephen> Fry popped <laughs> up. Then. Just to say, it always well. comes up with the most annoying situation. Yeah, get out of it, Steve. We've had, uh, you've had your chance. You've had your go. So, uh, well, I don't think you impressed Jeremy Kyle because you get out of my face. I don't even want to see it anymore. Go away. <laughs> Feeling's pretty mutual, really. So. so yeah. So basically, at the end of it all, you've come out not famous. Um, Standard, isn't it? It looks like we're back to square one. <laughs> Hi, um, it's Gary again from Pick Me Up. Oh, hi. Hi, um, I don't know if you've heard, but we're running another one of those real life specials in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And what I've done in the past is just ring up and give you a few of the headlines we're doing, just just very quickly to check that we're not doing anything too similar that week. Okay. Excellent, thanks. So I'll just read a few now, and if any of these sound familiar, just just let me know. Okay. From Pick Me Up. Uh, from Pick Me Up, that's right, yeah. Okay. Uh, first one here. Yeah. I couldn't believe my GP was nine years old. Okay. Uh, I don't recognise this. Okay, that's good then. Um, allergic to my own face. Did I ever stand a chance? Okay. Allergic. Sure, I? Um, my hid in my fridge and ate my cheese. Uh, hid in my fridge. And ate my cheese, yeah. Yep. Uh, held hostage by squirrels and forced to hoard nuts. Forced to... Hoard nuts. Hoard nuts. Hmm. Uh, Alan Titzmarsh stole my organs. We definitely wouldn't be doing that one. Okay, good. <laughs> I think you're maybe spleen thief as a title, but it, do it doesn't really matter. Um, I married a courgette. I married a courgette. 
why, Dad, do we live in a wholemeal bat? Oh my God! I know it's been it's been a crazy week. Live in a wholemeal bat. Yeah. Uh, blind taxidermist stuff, my nan. Would it be possible for you to email these over to me? Yeah, sure. Well, I've, well, I've only got a quick one left here about midgets, but. Okay, it's just also just so I can forward them on to my colleague. It'd be easier that way. Oh sure, okay. All right, fair enough. Well, um, thank you very much. I'll email. I'll email the rest. Yeah, oh, that's brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye. 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 So in the last two years, obviously, we set up a little web page for ourselves. Um, little, uh, Henry well, y- yeah, you set up a web page yeah, for ourselves. Which is good. Yeah. All the work. Henryandoscar.wordpress.com. Uh, yeah, I thought I'd uh, tell you all about this. Basically, because um, it's WordPress, you can see the stats, right, of what people have searched to come across your stuff. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Now... They actually tell you what they search for. Yeah, you literally, you can t- find Google terms that of what people have come into a show by. Nice. Um, it's quite telling. So these are some of the search terms we've got. <clears throat> legs, big legs, biggest legs in the world, biggest legs, <laughs> large legs. These are the top hits, right? Because you know that talk that woman we had with the giant legs? Oh, yeah, huge She's legs. all our views are from her. <laughs> Right, literally, if we hadn't mentioned that, we would have had no views, right? A thousand searches with the word legs, <laughs> right? So, do you know how many people searched Henry and Oscar, our names? Who? Eleven, right? <laughs> so for every one person trying to find us, 96 are putting in legs. <laughs> okay? Goes yeah, on. Go on. <clears throat> Five people put in Hitler's face. <laughs> uh, seven put in Hitler's legs. So we've now, if you add that together, <laughs> we've got more Nazis listening to our show than fans. Yeah. Um, Nazis who like legs Girl without face That's four hits um, Yeah why would you be searching that If you weren't specifically looking uh, One person here is slightly more accurate With their search term They put in biggest turd in the world <laughs> That's yeah, no, four I hits. was amazed when our radio station Came up for that one <laughs> <laughs> The top hit I think um, Now this person really was Must have searched you quite a lot of pages Chimp rips woman's face off Three hits <laughs> Well they're going to be very disappointed Gay squirtle that's yeah, two. yeah. Squirtle being gay, that's another two. Yeah, well, you blame the ears, isn't he? I swear to God, these are all genuinely true. Our web address was searched once, and it was slightly less popular than www.enemaclinic.co.uk. <laughs> I'm not making this up. I, could, I can put a picture on the website. I wanted Enema for my birthday this year. Did you get one? No, I didn't get one, but uh, it, it was on my wish list. Sandy, you've been a naughty boy, so... <laughs> Sadly, yeah. I want, we once uh, gave my friend an enema with a hose pipe, but uh, <laughs> didn't realise how dangerous it was at the time. But uh, it was funny pulling the hose out. <laughs> hey, all right, good. It's got to be one of your best anecdotes. But what I'm trying to say... <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. Well, this is the kind of chat that makes me wonder why we haven't got more views. Okay, uh, just time for a few text messages before we move on with the rest of the show. First one here says, So glad you're back. You guys are hilarious. Just my sense of humour. Uh, that's from Sam, age nine. Uh, my grandma's texted in JJJJ. I think she might have had another stroke. And lastly, uh, there's a text here from Kate's Primary School saying, Thanks for your inspirational talk with the kids. You've really showed them that just because you're born with a large penis, it doesn't mean you can't go on to achieve great things. Not at all. It was my pleasure. Well, that brings you on to this week's sad story, uh, which is about love and relationships. So I'd like to have a read from that now, if possible. While there's never a good time to be cheated on, halfway through your wedding vows is probably one of the worst. Then again... The people closest to me have never been trustworthy. 
my brother had a successful career in drugs, until he ruined it by turning to music. I always felt like Mum was hiding something from me, like why the milkman kept coming to parents' evening. Indeed, the only person with nothing to hide was my father. He was always too busy hanging around Saunders or teaching wrestling to local sailors, and offered little respite from my world of deceit. Most of our family income came from my stepdad forging legal documents, which might have worked on paper, but he blew almost all his money down the horses, spending thousands on stirrups. I was sent to a rough, comprehensive school where I was bullied for wearing my brother's hand-me-down clothes, especially as he was a vibrant cross-dresser, and I was made feel like an outcast by the other kids, particularly the blind racist boy who used to call me Darky. Insecure and lonely, I kept leaping blindly into bad relationships. There was Alex, the amnesiac who left me twice for my best friend, and Pauline, the truck driver, but something about her Adam's apple told me she was hiding something. I even looked to find love online, but accidentally spent £3,000 on Ty Bree, and never heard back from my chatroom pal, Les Grantham 118. The following years passed in a similar blur of adultery and heartbreak, until one day I eventually found myself there, standing at that wedding altar, watching my fiancé make passionate love to the vicar. The page boy seemed confused and frightened. What I had probably saved in church fees, I had lost in self-esteem, and something finally twigged in my brain. I had been so scared of being alone, that I didn't care who I was with, or how badly they treated me, but that was about to change. I stormed out of the ceremony, accepting a slow lift home in the milk float, and giving my brother back his wedding dress. It's been three years since then, and I've been careful not to make the same mistakes. My latest girlfriend has much more integrity, working overseas projects for Nestle and running telecoms at a large, reputable newspaper. In fact, she's just told me that she's pregnant, and after almost ten long months away from home, I can't think of a better piece of news to welcome me back. Thanks, Henry and Oscar. Well... Uh, I'm extremely glad things worked out for you. Uh, uh, I myself have been on a couple of unsuccessful dates recently. But, um, you know, I've come out of it smiling. Next song. So, uh, yeah, we've got a um, special moment, really. We've got a special guest in the studio today. Oh, very special, yeah. That's, that's uh, yeah, that's my, uh, that's totally the Furby. Okay, so, uh, so here we go. I thought we'd do, um, a, will you shut up for a second? You're going to have to turn him Not off. Not you. Oh. <laughs> him. Of course. Although, actually, I might start talking to you that way from now on. What's new? It is quite irritating, isn't it? I might put him down there for now. Okay, so I thought what we'd do is, um, is he ill? I don't know why he keeps sneezing. Yeah, no, sneezing's pretty much hardwired into those things. Uh, we're an intellectual show, so I thought we'd do an intellectual quiz. Quizzy, quizzy. To find out who is the smartest, Oscar or a Furby. Mm, classic, yeah. I've got a few questions here. We're going to start with different um, categories here, okay? Yeah, category one. Mathematics. Okay. Now, first person to the buzzer. There isn't a buzzer, Henry, is Am I just going to... What was the first... <laughs> <laughs> go on, go on. 
What was the first name of Professor Siu, the famous Harvard mathematician who gained credit for his work on the Newman problem? Poo. No, unfortunately, the Furby got it. It's actually yum. Ah. Uh. Yeah, I thought I thought if I made indistinguishable noises, you might, I might have been with a chance. Well, exactly. I, I know I can tell the difference between you two because obviously when you're put in a room with similar people, you sing "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star," then fall asleep. <laughs> Next topic: human anatomy. Okay. What is the movement of the auricularis posterior and auricularis superior muscles? I don't think it's fair because he's turned off. Oh, he's wiggling his ears. That's correct. The answer is waggling your ears. Um, nice. Not doing too well there. Could I got to catch up, Oscar? Come What's on. the scores? 2 0 to the Furby. No way. Yeah. All right. Okay, we're going to move on to the quotations round. Okay. Oscar, you first. Yeah. Which British Thespian famously said, All the world's a stage and the men and women merely players? Shakespeare. Almost. It was actually Joseph Fiennes playing Shakespeare in Shakespeare in Love. Not quite. Tuffy. Uh, for the Furby. Finish this quote from Mother Teresa. God cannot be found in noise and restlessness. We need something to touch souls. Correct. Silence is the right answer. We need silence to touch souls. Right. Okay. Now, Oscar. Yeah. Finish this famous influential quote. Right. I have a... Dream. No, it's wine bottle up my minge from King of <laughs> Big Brother Seven. Okay. In the Christmas of eighteen nineteen, King George the Third famously said what about the French? Yes, uh-oh, it's true. Uh, George III suffered from extensive mental illness and would therefore have talked gibberish. Uh, I would also have accepted, la, 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 I'm the King of England, and where are my knees? This badger's talking to me. Um, so that makes it 4-0 to the Furby. So, unfortunately, okay. Oscar, you've been knocked out. It's time just yeah, for but, the Furby. Yeah, but who runs on batteries? <laughs> All I need is a bit of stimulatory uh, KX. The uh, selected for Tesco energy drink, a change in name, but the kick stays the same. A special round, Oscar, please step aside. It's, it's just between me and the Furby now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, now this is for the big prize. In the Harry Potter films, how does Daniel Radcliffe respond to moments of emotion? Correct, a blank, featureless expression is the right answer. <laughs> Question two. What is the best thing about writer-director M. Night Shyamalan? Nothing, correct. I would also accept it bollocle. Now, demonstrate the key attributes of Oscar's private parts. Yeah, good one. <laughs> correct, being small, hairy and going off every 30 seconds. Ah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Classic, highbrow. I, I try my best. And lastly... When my uncle had his nervous breakdown, what did he say before stripping naked and charging the riot police? <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> of course you can, we have. Well, well done. So uh, I think the Furby's won there. Um, he wins the right to co-host me for the rest of the show. So you're now relegated to a runner. Brilliant. It works out well for you, doesn't it, really? Yeah, I've got the sugar I need. <laughs> Alright, next song. Stick it on. What's the next one we got? Bit of K9 here. Take a minute. No, that's coming out of. Oh, for f yeah, Oscar, keep talking. Bit of a slight laptop hitch here. Um, turns out we haven't plugged it in. Um, who knew? <laughs> okay. 
Well, it's been a long time away, so let's have a look at some of that correspondence we've been getting. Uh, just a few quick letters from our housewife audience. Deirdre61 from Reading says, Little tip, if you cook your vegetables in olive oil as opposed to sunflower oil, they'll come up a little bit crunchier. Good tip, Deirdre. Uh, Mary has written in to say she's tripping balls off glue. Uh, Julie48 from Tunbridge Wells says, Keep your kids entertained for hours by making hats out of old cereal packets, even longer if they're simple. Thanks for that, Julie. Uh, Doreen from Somerset thinks she's witnessed a buggering. Enid emails to say she's just learned how to use the internet. Uh, lots of opportunity for shopping, she writes. But unfortunately, her husband was photographed dogging by the Google Street View car. And since she's found out, their marriage is now effectively a sham. Oh, sorry to hear that, Enid. Uh, Wendy from Warwick's texted in to say her antidepressants aren't working. Uh, Judy sent in an embarrassing picture for youngest son Timmy, running around the edge of the children's pool in his favourite Toy Story pants. Uh, he's 38 and works there as a janitor. Uh, Susan thinks she's witnessed the same buggering as Doreen, can't tell because of her cataracts. And lastly, Margaret's Bluetoothed in a picture of her tits, adding, Hi to everyone at the Evergreen Oaks Retirement Home. Thanks all very much, ladies. Uh, we'll just quickly come across a few of these personal ads that weren't answered since the last time we were here. Uh, still no love for Keith, the second-hand furniture specialist looking for a worn nightstand. Duncan, the violin-hating amnesiac looking for something short-term, no strings. Or Hao Ju Min, the bi-curious oriental spice chef who's looking to share long walks with someone who's not afraid of queuing out of the cupboard. Hopefully you guys will find something soon. Uh, but just to wrap up, the winner of this week's hilarious misunderstanding competition goes to Sandra from Dorset, who tickled us all with a hilarious story of how she just found out her husband was gay. Uh, she jokes in her three-page letter, I can never trust again. I'm going to die alone. Very, very funny. So well done, Sandra. Although, if you could let us know where to post your book vouchers, the paper was a little bit soggy in places. We couldn't quite make out the address of the Holiday Inn. Okay, well, that's everything covered. Uh, we're going to move on now with our next song. It's Diana Ross, the tune that just reminds me of those childhood days. now for your listening pleasure Oscar will attempt to hold a high pressure conversation with the National Trust have you got the number? yeah okay so Oscar's challenge is to ring up uh, a national park in the Brecon Beacons and just conduct a conversation about what trees and wildlife you can expect to see there well I like forests uh, well I try and distract him with the most distracting clips I could find on YouTube pump for his ears yeah so um, press 9 then you dial the number Okay, yeah. Top one there. Did you put this up? Okay. Good afternoon, Pranaz. I'm Martin Centre. How can I help? Hi, yeah. Hi, my name's Oscar. Um, I've just recently become a member of the National Trust Wales. And I was basically, you know, I, I'm a keen tree lover. I like, I like forests. And I was wondering if you could... <laughs> Recommend, so I know it sounds ridiculous, recommend any sort of decent forests around North Wales. Right. Um, well, the national park that, that we have here, the Brecon Beacons National Park, yep. is uh, 520 square miles of open countryside. There are woodlands around within the national park. There are woodlands in the park. Very happy to send you to, yes. Okay, okay. What, what sort of woodlands? 
Hello? Hello. Oh, hello, yeah. So you, you're looking for, what, what are you looking to use the woodlands for? Um, just for walking, really, and, and picnics. Right, okay. A couple of chunks of forestry land that, that are not necessarily publicly accessible. Okay, but then, um, they're not publicly accessible, but they're in the oh, National yeah. Park. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Hang on a second. Um, <laughs> hang on, I'm sorry, I'm sorry about this. I'll, I'll call it later. Thanks a lot for your help, though. Very, very informative. Cheers, bye. <laughs> I knew Barney the dinosaur will get you going. Back again. Good. So, hello. Uh, we're going to finish off, as ever, with um, It's All News to Me. Let's finish her off. Okay, so, uh, three headlines, one of which is true, two of which I've just made up out of, uh, out of my noggit of a bling. Okay. So, are we ready for headlines? Yeah, we're ready. Okay, uh, give me the little bongs you make with your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> okay then. Bong. Unarmed woman robs bank with AIDS. <laughs> Bong. Fat Croatian boy reveals magnetic tits. <laughs> Bong. National shame as Prince Philip eats placard. <laughs> so, we go to the top. Unarmed woman robs bank with AIDS. Mm. Do you think you could? You think you could do it? You could rob a bank just with a disease? You definitely could. You'd have to have it in. You'd have to grab someone and then put sort of syringe to the neck mm. with infected blood. Do you think it could? Think it could happen? Yeah, it could happen. What do, what disease would you rob a bank with if you if you? Obviously, I mean AIDS is a great one because people know it, but. Um, if you loads. go in there with like I've got you know Japanese encephalitis, people have to Google it. Do you yeah, know what I mean? And exactly, that would take ages. Yeah. You want something that everyone knows about. I've got Lurgy. It's classic. That is yeah, I'll kiss you. I'll kiss you, you'll get Lurgy, it'll be embarrassing. Do you think you could rob a bank by threatening to kiss somebody? I, pr- I probably could. I'll go in and be like, if, if you don't give me the mo- money or I'll date you. <laughs> yeah. And they go, just take it all. Take it all. Just <laughs> please. Sure. Okay, uh fat Croatian boy reveals magnetic ticks. Tits. <laughs> If you had magnetic tits, yes. What would you use them for? Um, I, well, I, uh, I mean, I, I had actual tits as a kid, and I just usually used them for being called names, um, yeah, or just kind of yeah, being used as a form of hypnotism during trampolining club. Yeah, but um, yeah. you know, I was good in goal, so every cloud. <laughs> do you think this kid, this, um, this fat Croatian magnetic boy, tits? Do you think it could happen? Save you by a metal detector. That's true. Um, you could go to those scrapyards. And get a free ride. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, you could cover them in lead. Mm. This is what I'd get: lead flaps. Yeah, I think that would stop the magnetic field. I think. Hang on. And then in heists, um, yes, bank robberies, yeah. holdups, whip off the pads, yes, disarm everyone. Oh, clever! Including the police, and then you would obviously be Early the man. Mm. Well, it's good to put productive use. Um, so that's the tits. Move on to the last one then. Last one. Uh, national shame as Prince Philip eats placard. I like Prince Philip. I think it's hilarious. Do you think there's a situation in which he might accidentally eat placard? Maybe. Mm. Yeah. It depends what the placard's advertising. For example, yeah, yeah. placard uh, advertising Express Radio, Henry return. Do you think he ate, <laughs> do you think he ate it on purpose? Do you think that's what it was? It was like, a, or yeah, I think it was like a, a protest a, eat. Protesty, sure, or some kind of cultural misunderstanding. Yeah, what? Yeah, a sign in a foreign country that he didn't understand. There was there was a kid at our school who used to eat bananas whole. So <laughs> you know, people do get this kind of stuff wrong. I'm going to go for the last one if I have to guess. You're going to go for the last one? Yeah. It's not the real story. Is fat Croatian boy reveals magnetic tits. <laughs> Genuinely, it's pretty weird, right? Yeah, it is pretty weird. Right, that's quite obvious. Ivan Stoljicic, uh, six years old from North Croatia has the ability to stick metal objects to his body. 
Genuinely, yeah. And he, uh, he can carry up to 25 kilograms of metal on his chest. <laughs> yeah. I've got a photo on it. I'll put a photo up. Yeah, it's proper badass. Um, he says uh, he has unusual levels of strength and healing powers. I think his parents are, are reaching a bit there. Yeah. Apparently he can alleviate his granddad's stomach pains. Um, it also says, I love about this article, obviously they weren't just, I mean, having a kid who can get metal is pretty good. Oh, yeah. But they obviously weren't happy with that. They thought, well, he can do those other stuff as well. Um, he's able to carry bags of cement as heavy as 50 kilograms. <laughs> <laughs> what gets me about that is that that's not something you find out by accident. They've put <laughs> that kid for a few <laughs> tests. <laughs> They've trained him out. Look at that. That is crazy. Look at that. Look at the confidence on that. He's pretty fat, though, isn't he? He, he, he looks like Ray Winston. You could do all sorts of that. We, you know, if you had a kid uh, with superpowers, that be one you'd go for, or would you kind of have a? No, I'd want much better than that. What do you go for? Mm. I have to think about that. Yeah, I suppose it's not worth the effort. <laughs> we just move on. Yeah. There we go. That's it. Um, We're closing down shop. So you know, hopefully you felt it was worth us coming back. If not, you didn't lose anything. Hopefully not. You know, yeah. <laughs> if someone offers to sell this to you, don't don't pay money Wait, for it. It's like buying a ghost off eBay. Yeah. Stupid. So yes, thank you uh, very much for listening. It was um, it's ridiculous. It's, it's more embarrassing than when my mum came to uh, playgroup with Roxy Music and made us do aerobics. Because well, I suppose at least I got exercise from that. This I've just drank shitload, a lot of stimulant Excellent. drink, a kick in the name, but the drink stays the same as. <laughs> Look, basically, we, thank you very much for listening in. Uh, thank you very much to our producer Amy for um, coming and helping us. Um, she's going to quietly delete this from her CV at the end of the day. Um, so that was us coming back. Any, any, this, is, this is the last radio thing we'll ever do ever, now. Ever do. It's the last words yeah. on air. Thank goodness. But is there any, anything you, you want to say which isn't rude or swearing? Then probably not. Well, I just want to say thanks very much. We're going to disappear out of your lives forever now. You're listening to Express Radio. And cheerio, we're going to leave you with some silence, um, which you can use to think about what happened here today. Should we go? Yeah. Yeah, let's just go. Bye. Bye. See you later. So just open the door, let's go. Yeah, well, it's open. Let's just get out of here. See you later. See you. Yeah. I'm just going to pick up my ah. wrappers. I'm not going to litter. Don't worry about it. Don't just get them. Oh, they look tasty. Yeah, they are tasty. They are lovely. Mmm. Mm. Very Juicy. good. Juicy. Very good. Mmm. That was rubbish. That was. That shit. was rubbish. Absolutely. You can sharpen all. <laughs> sure. He was worse than that. Worse? You've got a few answers, right? Like, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to put any effort in. Mm. Yeah, right. I think that's, that's my chance of getting a career in radio. Never mind. <laughs>